You come at the king, you best not miss. You're not locked in this zone, zone 32. 32. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Zone 32 podcast. The crew is back. My name is Jake. His name is Drew. His name is Will. His name is Grant. Say what's up to the people. Nope. Not doing it. Awesome. Nope. Yeah, you, do, you can do as you feel, but and anybody who's vegan who loves plants, you can go fuck yourself. It's the I worst agree. time of year. Fuck the vegan. environment. Let's go global warming. Um, Whatever it takes to get the plants to stop fucking. But enough of that bullshit. We, gotta ju- we have a show to jump into. So the schedule's out. Football school is going. And Lamar Jackson is not in football school. Even though you don't really do much football school other than barely walkthrough type of shit. Very slow. Um, hey, this is the play we're doing. The slowest install of it possible. You're not even doing anything and you really don't need to be there. And it's not mandatory to come. Mandatory minicamp doesn't start for a hot minute anyway. But because Lamar Jackson isn't there, he clearly hates the Ravens and just wanted to take $260 million from them. So he's like, I'm rich, but I hate them. So Drew, I'm has he ever you. Has he ever shown up to the ship? Like, has that ever actually happened? Because that's kind of what blows my mind here is that it just feels like people are searching for reasons to be mad online again. Have they ever um, talked about this before? I've never even heard the term football school in my fucking life. So no. no I, I, yeah. But again, like, I mean, you it's look like at something it's new added every year. It's like they add it's, something it's, new every year. It's like, yeah, I mean, it was it was that you know I, I don't know if we can slander the guy because we have a friendly relationship with him. Well, you guys do. Uh, he hates me, but that's a totally different story. But I mean, he started off with the article of you know would yeah I would love to see Lamar at OTAs. And it's like it's not even fucking OTAs yet. You dumb fuck. Like there, are, people are already getting mad about that. Um, we had like a nice, everybody would be perfectly happy if he were there, but there's no reason for him to be there. That's the main point. Well, like, and again, who cares? Like if he shows up for, if if he doesn't come to training camp, actual training camp, then I'll be like, all right, like you're an asshole. I'll be annoyed if he doesn't show up next week to to OTAs. I think he, he, I I, I don't care if he goes to OTAs or not, to be totally honest. I just think, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to get bent out of shape about it, I but. Um, Josh you know, Allen and Patrick Mahomes skipped OTAs last year to go play in some fucking golf tournament with Aaron yeah, Rodgers yeah. and Tom Brady. I think so. the timing of this one after the last two years and especially after this, this offseason and then him signing this contract, he should show up to the OTAs next. Uh, especially with the new offensive coordinator, he should get all the time he possibly can with his receivers and with the offensive coordinator. Uh, but this fucking football school thing is a not, not a story. It's just people who, and mostly the people who are talking about it, are people are just people who don't like Lamar, right? Yeah. I, again, so the uh, the guy from the three letter blog who, um, you know, I, I went to town on for his Kodak Black takes, and you know, Lamar, the Ravens don't want to pay Lamar because he's friends with Kodak Black. Um, up to his old tricks with you know, started the kicked off the whole conversation with you just signed this, you know, massive contract and you should go to OTAs. And I feel like everybody has kind of t- you know read that article and basically has been repeating the same shit for the last week. Like we said, it's not OTAs, it's football school. What the fuck is he going to do at football school? Odell's not there. I don't think Bateman's there, right? No. Yeah, ba- Bateman's not even cleared to to, 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 to practice, yeah. practice yet, yeah, I don't he, think. He's been working is out it, with Odell. Yeah. Is, it, is Andrews there? No. No. Is, is Isaiah likely there? No, I don't think so. The, the only starter the only starter that I saw was Marlon. And uh, Roquan's there too, but... 
I didn't see any any pictures of him at yeah, football school. Saw, he, maybe he I is. I saw videos in today. Well, today, today. Th- so yeah. we saw all the guys who were at the Orioles game yesterday. So I'm yeah. sure all of them are there today. But yeah, Kyle Hamilton's there today. But again, like the only the only good thing that came out of football school so far is that David Ajabo looks like a fucking animal. So uh, just you know, more fuel to the fire. To hey, uh, I just have to interrupt real quick. Yeah, I like how uh, you're smiling. When you said that too. Mo Mo just asked, "Is Drew okay? I'm worried. I think alcohol stopped him." I already sent him a picture to to confirm, just a proof of life picture of you. But no, send, send this one. <laughs> I think alcohol yeah. stopped him. <laughs> uh, just his sometimes his his lack of English is just amazing. Um, but no, I mean, I'm with you. I think this football school thing, I mean, if, if, if a vet's there, cool, man. It is what it is. It's more designed for, like, the rookies coming in. Um, I mean, you know, it, it'd be nice to – I mean, I don't care about Lamar not being there, to be honest with you. But as far as the OTAs go, it would be nice to see him there next week, especially, like Will said, with Monkey coming in, new offense coordinator. You know, Zay's there, get some chemistry with them. Um, I don't know what Bateman's timetable is, but you know maybe Odell shows up too. I mean, it's it's good for them to go ahead and start getting on the same page. Um, and I mean, you know, if you're if they're going to be working out, period, and they're going to be doing you know their own you know drills and things like that, like they might as well just go do them with the team with the new system coming in. Well, and so I think we had this conversation last year, and we used it to make fun of James Prochet for trying hard in practice. But like the, these OTAs and football school and all that kind of shit is for bottom of the roster guys who are trying to prove that they, you know, belong there and should get that 53rd spot over one of the other, you know, 90 guys on the roster. And so like who who really fucking cares at the end of the day if Lamar we know Lamar Jackson's the starting quarterback and honestly I don't think Todd Munkin's offense is really that tough to grasp. Like it's not it's just he's a good football player and he'll figure it out. I believe yeah, Lamar be will be there next week. I believe that. Yeah, and I mean, the other thing, too, is like, so, like, let's say he shows up and doesn't participate in any drills. Is that the next step? Is that Do, do we cry about that? I think that's a possibility that he, he shows up and it's a, it's yeah, a lot it's of a, uh, classroom stuff. I mean, who's to say that he's not there and just nobody caught him on camera? Like, maybe he's, he's not, not standing on the field. He, he's not there. Where is he then? Florida. We do, there is a video of him. He's working out in Florida. Yeah, but who's to say that that's, a, you know, not an old video? No, he's he's not there, but he'll be there next week. I mean, it, it's it's completely not expected that veteran players will be there. I, I, Marlon is an exception because Marlon basically spends all his time in fucking in in Baltimore. Well, if Marlon wasn't uh, or, there, he'd be fucking watching Titanic or figuring out what other movies are. You know, like World War Two actually happened. You know, Saving Private Ryan, like Normandy, was a real battle. I'm not yeah. sure if Marlon knows yeah. that. Yeah, Marlon doesn't know that Pearl Harbor is based on a real a real yeah. uh, event. He's like, oh shit, Hawaii is a real place. <laughs> uh, another thing that people are are mad about is that we signed uh, depth center Sam Mustafer. Yeah, so and- I actually I asked a Bears fan because I was curious if this was a camp depth signing or if um, you know he actually could be like our backup center. Maybe Makari was gonna you know be in play for the left guard job. And I think his exact response to me was that he's a threat to everyone's safety if he's on the field. So, okay, he's not good, but you need bodies for camp. And who's to say that, you know, again, Bears are dumpster fire organization, so maybe he catches on his backup center. I think, I think he's a backup center. I think Makari is not really the plan for the for backup center. I think he's kind of just like uh, an emergency 
playing at every Ooh. offensive line position, and they would probably rather have him be available as a tackle than a than a uh, center. But mm-hmm. this has been one of the fucking huge, and the people, a lot of the people who are complaining about it, it's a lot of people who are complaining about it have have had this like axe to grind with EDC that he does doesn't accumulate enough depth. He doesn't depth. build the roster yeah. properly. So like when you go sign a center cheap who started 40 games over the past three seasons, that's a good addition because you're hoping you never see that guy on the field, but you at least have a guy who, who has played the position recently. It's not like they've signed a guy off the street who, who hasn't played for a year or like it's an emergency signing. Like we saw in 2020 with, uh, with the cornerbacks and wide receivers going down, we had to sign Des Bryant and uh, Tremont Williams. So like, this is a guy who, they're signing in May so that they can get him up to speed. The bear, I don't, I don't really want to base anything that we saw from the bears offense on a guy's ability. No, but that's fair. But I'm saying that like, he's, he's clearly not, you know, going to be challenging Linderbaum for the starting. No, job, no, no, so. no, no, no. And that's, and so then, like, but then, who, like, that's not what we needed that anyway. Right. Exactly. So no. it's like, who well, gives a shit? So here's maybe he's, you know, maybe he's a backup center. Maybe he's an interior swing guy. Maybe he's got some value at guard. That's a low profile signing that might have some high upside. We have uncertainty at left guard. You know, maybe he's a guy that comes in and plays really well in the system. Or, I mean, you don't know. And maybe he'll probably a look a lot better. Pulse. He'll look a lot better on an offensive line like we have than he did in Chicago, where offensive line is by far their worst position on that entire well, I mean, team. Yeah, he's also from Owings Mills, so he lives five minutes up the street. Went to high school in my town, guys. in my town where I live. Yeah, so yeah, so I mean, he went to Notre he's Dame. Got, he's got a Notre Dame offensive lineman again, and we have a, our our franchise left tackle is a Notre Dame yeah. offensive lineman. So Notre Dame and Wisconsin, man, they just breed offense in in Iowa. In Iowa, yeah, all all Big Ten schools. And yeah, Notre Dame. Penn State. Yeah, Penn State's another one that's Michigan churning them out. Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, all these schools just pump out fucking fat white kids that can play offense like. Had to throw in so, Michigan. You calling Ronnie Stanley a fat white kid? Uh, no, but he's uh, he's not a Big Ten kid, so that doesn't uh, doesn't apply. My comment was just about the uh, the Big Ten schools, not the uh, nerds at Notre Dame. What does Marlon call Notre Dame? Gold helmet school Le- or something like leprechaun that? School. Leprechaun school. Yeah, leprechaun school. <laughs> yeah, hey, you le- leprechaun school nerds can get lost. As you got a clover on your chest. Yeah, that's for the Celtics. <laughs> sorry, sorry that my basketball teams win games, Grant. All right, that's just. And know. then wasn't there a, a prediction was made today that the next thing is going to be because people are just manufacturing things to be mad about? It's the Harbaugh. It's, it's going to be Harbaugh somehow, even though like <laughs> I don't know. It's like you're going like, to oh, get he, it. He's living off his reputation. All right, you can you can make that argument in season if things aren't going well and he's making bad decisions, but every decision he's made since the season ended has been good. And the team is uh, on a, a completely different uh, trajectory than we, we were in January. So like some credit does have to go to him. He's yeah. obviously the guy who makes the decision on hiring the offensive coordinator. Look, it was, it was that coked up make a wish kid that you fucking sent a tweet from him today about something about bitching about Harbaugh that he made a video about. And I promise you his next video is going to be, some dumbass think piece with, you know, his DJ board in the background. And he's going to be talking about how, you know, this is the best roster the Ravens have had since, and they'll probably say 2012. And it'll be like, yeah, yeah. but you know, Harbaugh's going to ruin it because Harbaugh can't call plays or some stupid fucking reason that he's going to have. Right. And then he'll, you know, play his anime noises in the background and do fake gunshots. People are going to be like, Oh my Reggaeton God. Horn. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I've been very critical of Harbaugh. And, like, my things, my, my criticism of Harbaugh, I mean, I've never had an issue with his snaps, like personnel snaps. Like, you know, I think he does great about getting people their snaps, putting them in situations. My issues with him have been, like, his, I guess, his loyalty in a sense to his staff, you know, waiting too long to hire or fire Roman is, is a huge one. Um, you know, he's got his faults, and his faults aren't any – thing that's kind of happening right now like he, he's right. not doing anything right now there's no reason to hate him right now like i don't remember he, he's not a good decision maker in a sense of the the flow of the game like he's terrible at challenges i'm not sure yeah, he's but, ever but remember that but, they, but like, they, they 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 gave that responsibility to um keith williams i believe is now the i thought uh, it was t martin but yeah it was one no, i think it's keith williams is the guy now who who's making uh the call on on challenging offensive plays i think i think i think there's a, a separate person who makes that call for defensive plays but like yeah, they, Harbaugh was like oh for 73 on challenges. they're delegating they're delegating it and and well and he was leaning on that nerd that uh that analytics that nerd. yale analytics dweeb yeah stuff so, in fucking walker so he's delegating that stuff. So like again, you want to talk about you want to criticize the guy, fine. I mean, you know, it's fair criticism, but I don't he's not basing these decisions on people on Twitter being mad at him or anything, but a lot of the the criticism is rooted in things that he's addressing that he's 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 actively trying to improve on. So it's like what if the fuck? If you wanted to argue, if you wanted to argue that Harbaugh is too slow to adapt and maybe the game passed him by for a couple of years there, like, you're not going to get any kind of argument out of me there. Um, I know we used to have some dumbass. I think it was probably James. I don't remember who would go back and forth with us. Of, you know, Harbaugh's a bad coach because he can't call plays and he can't step in and call plays on defense or offense, which is fucking dumb. The problem with Harbaugh has always been that he entrusts morons to call plays. Yeah. And so, like you said, yeah, he was too loyal to Greg Roman. He didn't get rid of Steve Saunders fast enough. Um, you know, I think he let Dean Pease go for too long. I think he let Wink run a little bit wild with the, uh, you know, Cam Cameron. Exotic blitzes. Yeah, yeah, like Cam Cameron, you know, Mark Tressman. Like, you can you can go with the laundry list of guys who are just not qualified to do their job, and anybody with, you know, functioning eyes could see that. But if that's really all that you have to criticize Harbaugh about, like, we haven't even played a game yet this year. So you can't say Todd Munkin was a bad hire or a good hire because he hasn't right. done shit yet. Right. You know, well, Michael Donald picked it up at the end of last year, so he looks like a good hire now, and maybe he falls off a fucking cliff here too. But like Harbaugh hasn't had a chance to react to that. So yeah, there's no coaching. There's no like nobody on the coaching staff where people are like, uh, you know, Harbaugh's giving him too much rope. That's just not a thing. I mean, Who did we hire the the running back running back coach that everybody freaked out about because he's got some Harbaugh ties? Uh, Willie Taggart. Oh, it was the Willie Taggart? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you had your you know fucking nepotism patrol tweets out there, but um. It's just I feel like our fan base does, is not ever going to be happy, and we're always there are always going to be people looking for. They don't know to how to be. Life. They don't know how to be. No. They always got a bitch about. Well, something. and and you know it's it is fair, like you you said. It seems like at times maybe the game starts to pass Harbaugh by, but it doesn't pass him by. It's like it gets it gets up next to him, and he and he looks it dead in the eye, and then he figures it out. So it's like you know e even despite all that. You think about this. Have, people people say, oh, yeah, you're, he's living off his reputation. He won a Super Bowl. Number one, he won a Super Bowl, and he had a hell of a run before that Super Bowl. And I do yeah. get it. All right, that was 10 years ago. But, like, also look at the last 10 years. It's not like it's been some, like, fall off we've a had, cliff. We've had know? two losing seasons in the last decade, and one of them was 2015 where we had 21 guys on IR. Including the, the one franchise of, quarterback blow his knee out. Yeah, and then the other one was uh, you know twenty twenty one where we had 
I think it was like 37 guys on IR by the end of the year. And we, and the, and the quarterback got hurt again and the quarterback yeah, got hurt. So. And, and, and we were, and we were before that happened, and we, we were yeah. eight and three, I eight believe. Three. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. I mean, yes, we finished that season with a losing record. That was not a losing season. That was just like survive. I mean, season, but I'm know? saying that like, if you want to yeah. play the semantics technical game, yeah, like, yeah. that's two but, out of 10 years that he's had a losing record since right. the Super Bowl, And they were, Anomaly years, like you don't have that many guys get hurt. Typically. Right, and 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 okay. So here's a here's a a good comp. Mike Tomlin does not get the same scrutiny that John Harbaugh does, and I'm just talking about from our own fans. That our own fans would would fucking jump for joy if tomorrow we like John Harbaugh got fired and Mike Tomlin took his place. But what the fuck has Mike Tomlin done that John Harbaugh hasn't? Um, he, tried to tri- he tried to trip a punt returner. So yeah, it's, he been, it's, it, it's been longer for Mike Tomlin since he won a Super Bowl than, he than has cool John Harbaugh. And there's, there's a lot of cool gifts of Mike Tomlin's face. So and like, like you want to talk about, oh, he's like, never had a losing season. Uh, cool. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck does that fucking matter? Are you going to hang a fucking banner up for that? You know, like, I, I mean, know. it is, it is, uh, it, it, for Mike Tomlin, it's a, you know, cool accomplishment that he has taken some trash teams and won. Yeah, yeah, you know, just yeah. I'm just saying. I'm record. talking about the people who, like, wanna... who right? Like you said, yeah. Like you said, it's not a reason to hype him up. It's a reason to be like, okay, so this guy's a solid NFL coach, but he and hasn't well, it's taken just to me. That it's level. just to me the people who are like, oh, John Harbaugh hasn't done shit since 2012. First of all, I think that's stupid and wrong. But uh, Mike Tomlin hasn't either, and those same people would fucking suck Mike Tomlin's dick if he if he unzipped his pants. So you know. And it's the, like, the weirdest part about that argument to me, too, is that people are so obsessed with this getting to AFC championship game. Like, if we made it to the AFC championship game and lost, I'd be just as mad as if we got bounced in the first round. And all those people, all those people, same people would be like, oh, Lamar, Lamar is vindicated, but fire John Harbaugh because we because, you know, he hasn't done shit since 2012. Yeah. So it's like what the the bar is different. I don't know. It's just well, it, and again, it's this weird ass participation trophy generation, like you know, mixing with the I want to be Matt online generation. Mm-hmm. And so they're like they've they've picked out making it to the AFC Championship game matters to them. I have no fucking idea why. Because again, like I could care less if we lost, if we went zero and seventeen or losing in the first round of the playoffs. Like it's the same thing to me. Like we didn't win a Super Bowl, right? You well, know what I mean. It, it, the value it does have. Is that it can you can quiet some of the Lamar, uh, like the the ridiculous Lamar slander that gets thrown around because mm-hmm. it would it would his his playoff record then would be at least a 500 record if not a winning record depending on how many games they play to get there. But yeah. um, that's the only accomplishment it represents really is that people it, it quiets a narrative and like you know I was well, but having, it I was having an argument with. Who, who's I having an argument with? Some, some, it, I don't know. It was a Bengals fan. I don't know which one, but it was like, Zim Dutton. Wasn't, no, nah, it was somebody. I, I tweeted something and, and uh, they, they wanted to argue. And it was like, they were like, you, you're, you, you have a moral victory or something because Tyler Huntley almost beat the Bengals. I'm like, I, I, I'm not like claiming a victory there. I'm just saying, congratulations. You, you narrowly defeated Tyler Huntley in the playoffs oh, because God, act like you was, fucking aco- yeah. accomplished something. Like we Ravens fans, real, real Ravens fans, adults. I don't take any pride in any loss ever. Like it's not, I'm not going to pump my chest about fucking anything unless we win the Super Bowl. That's it. Otherwise, I can't think of a game that we've ever lost that I was like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. There's no moral victory. If you're, if you, if you understand, if you've tasted real 
victory before losing a game and finding like a, a fucking silver lining to it is is loser shit. Yeah, the, that's only, the only one I can see. Good. The only one I can see again is like if we get to the AFC Championship game, it can quiet a narrative about Lamar. That's it, and that's that's for like and and people will find a new one. And you know, it'll just. But the funny thing about that different. Lamar, the funny thing about that Lamar narrative is Lamar doesn't care about it. No. So it's like more for our mental health if we don't have to deal with stupid people online. Well, because, saying, yeah, because all they they just lean on the record, the one and three. So yeah. Which again, like that's that's cool, one in three. But again, Joe Burrow hasn't won a meaningful game yet. So, you know, not Jalen Hurts hasn't won a meaningful game yet. Really, the only current quarterback of that like generation that can talk is Patrick Mahomes because yep. he's won meaningful games multiple right. times. So, yep, yeah. I mean, it the the same exact narrative that exists for Lamar should exist for Josh Allen as well, and it doesn't really. No, and yeah, nobody talks about how he just falls off a cliff every year in the playoffs. Yeah. And then they'll they they'll go directly to the win loss record and oh it's better than Lamar's okay but like you you Lamar is the only one with anything to show for it except for Patrick Mahomes and that's the MVP trophy that doesn't really matter but he has something to show for it. the other well, I mean guys it definitely matters when you're talking about you know which quarterback is better too that's always the weird one to me is that you know they're talking about this guy is better than Lamar this guy is better than Lamar and the unanimous MVP is the most individual award that exists in the NFL. Right. And so then you start bringing up team playoff record to counteract a unanimous MVP. It's like, that doesn't, that doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So we just got, you know, it, it, it's, I feel like this is kind of the year that we shut people up, but if we don't win a Super Bowl, I'm not going to be happy with it. So like, like I, I don't know. I'm in that, I'm in that weird spot of like, I'd love to watch all these other fan bases just kind of, you know, eat their words over the last couple of years of, you know, we, we were missing Lamar for, t- you know, back last five games of the last two years, Lamar wasn't there. So, you know, season kind of got derailed. Like, I feel like this is the year we kind of put it all together and maybe make a run. But if we don't win a Super Bowl, I'm not going to be happy. But at the same time, like you said, it would be nice to shut those people up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it is. I mean, we've done the moves that we needed to make. The quarterback's locked in. You know, Lamar's here to stay. Um, We've added the pieces on offense around him that, you know, are definitely enough to win a Super Bowl. Defense is absolutely loaded, ready for a Super Bowl, and I still don't think we're done on defense. Um, I mean, it is, in a sense, Super Bowl or bust. I hate the term Super Bowl or bust, but in a sense, it is Super Bowl or bust with this roster. I mean, the window is now. Yeah, we're really missing, uh, you know, rotational edge guy. Um, You and I both like Clowney. I'd also be okay with Leonard Floyd. Yeah. Uh, You know, and – I guess Amos or Peters would make sense too. Like just another veteran secondary guy. Um, I'd prefer Amos personally, but I feel like that fits our needs a little bit better. You know, having another safety versus having another corner. But again, same shit to me. Like doesn't matter. It's just a veteran depth piece. And I feel like we're in, in really good shape. Like at that point, you really don't have any major holes in the roster. You really don't have any depth spots that can be questioned. You really don't have anything. Yeah, missing. I do like. I like that we're getting linked to Sue. Happened, but... Also, I like. I like the idea of Sue. Yeah, uh, I've been all over the Sue bandwagon for years because we need an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and so you, know, you can never have enough big guys in the middle. You just can't. Well, and and yeah. with this defense too. I mean, he's a he's an interior wrecking ball. Like he would he would be back to his ways of putting pre- You know, having a four man front with pressure. Like he he creates issues on the interior between and the one tech happens... and the three tech. I mean, he loaded him at nose and a zero. I mean, he can do everything from the entire – across the defensive line. I mean, he would be able to be in those sub-packages where Calais Campbell was at, you know, yeah. solidifying yeah. the end. I just uh, – I know, I know that McDonald was just bro. saying that, that Pierce looks good. 
coming back from the injury. So Pierce was fucking gr- was playing really well last year before he ripped yeah. his bicep. So yeah. I mean, but that doesn't to me doesn't mean anything about not bringing Sue in because you know we don't want to we don't want to risk Pierce getting hurt again. We we want to we want to have plenty of depth. Yes. On that well, I mean, Michael Pierce is 5'8", 373 pounds. Like, <laughs> we're going to need somebody to, you know, he's not going to play 100% of snaps. No. Uh, I mean, gonna, I'm, I'm going to need somebody out there. And Sue I'm isn't like, signing anytime soon. He said that. He's He no, said he is yeah, not going to camp. So, but I like Broderick. I'm, I mean, I'm still I'm big on Broderick Washington. I think he's a very underrated piece on the defensive line. And so I think the thing with Broderick for me, tops. I would say the thing with Broderick for me is that he's looked good in small flashes, but I feel like when he gets more and more snaps, he kind of disappears. And so maybe so you would rather though. keep. I mean, I love Matabuke. Yeah, you know. same thing. Same thing with him. But yeah, so if you limit all their snaps and you kind of keep them to that, you know, I don't know what the match number is: thirty-five percent of snaps on defense, forty percent of snaps on defense, and yeah. you really let them dominate those forty percent rather than you know playing eighty percent of the snaps with they're not really that good for half of them. Like you know, get rid of that and just let them kind of go in and do their work. Kind of you know, kind of like a, an elite bullpen in baseball. Yeah, it's what we did. Really, it's really what we did know. with the edge last year. At the edge last yeah. year, we we just that's why we signed JPP late in the season, and um, you know, uh, and we weren't going to lean on Owe. We no. we and this year I think it's going to be very similar, and we're going to have a Jabo full time and one more pass rusher. So yeah, so wow. uh, I yeah. I mean I just think having a whole bunch of different weapons up there is is a good thing, and we have to have learned our lesson from 2021 uh, yeah. about not having enough solid depth and that goes back to what i was saying about the fucking center like you know linderbaum has been has, has been pretty durable and and only got better as the year went on last year so you know you sign mustafer and you have someone who can play center um but and i mean we had three guys who could play center on the roster last year because right. we had makari and we had tcc so yep. you know you don't have tcc anymore so maybe must first just your uh you know tristan Colon castillo replacement Right. Well, he went, he went and soon. got paid. I mean, he, yeah. get he was a solid player when he got yeah. on the field. He right. was. So, you know, I, I think, again, and I think there is something to be said for playing on this offensive line. We said the same thing about um, Powers. Powers and, did not yeah. look did not look good until last year when Stanley was back and he had Linderbaum playing on his right. So, you know, I think I think anybody who uh, who's an NFL lineman who has played, who started 40 games in three seasons has talent, obviously. He wouldn't be in the league if he didn't. So you put him in the right position. I think he can he can be fine. But again, we're not going to be leaning on him for any sort of you know large role in, on the offensive line unless shit goes to fucking you know to hell. So, so so let me ask you all this. So obviously we think that uh, a secondary addition and a defensive line addition slash pass rusher is something that's probably going to happen this offseason before the season starts. Mm-hmm. Offensively, we're pretty set. Tight, no tight ends are needed. We're making the depth signs at line. Um, you know, receivers, we're loaded at receivers right now. Like, what about if Ezekiel Elliott's price tag comes down a shit ton for a one-year prove-it deal? No. Do you call him? No. I think, no. So I think the, it the only on, – the... Is everybody healthy? Then yeah, no, if, yeah, if and and, 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 and I think they are because we we just we I don't know what we did with Gus. We just did something with his contract, right? Yeah, we restructured it. Restructured, restructured him. We re-signed Hill, and J.K. is here. So I I don't see it happening. What I could see happening is uh, Teddy Bridgewater still. 
Yeah, yeah, I like that option. I do. And but my here's my thing with the Zeke situation is I'm I love Keaton Mitchell. Like that dude brings a dynamic to the offense with a guy like Munkin, the way that he spreads the ball and gets running backs on the field, tight ends, receivers, the what he did at Georgia. You know, he's a guy that could be a potential practice squad candidate initially. And Justice Hill, I firmly believe, is a solid it, – it, he's a strictly special team sign. So Zeke might be a good guy to kind of take some of the – I mean, Gus, Gus and J.K., you know, the injuries are whatever they are. I think they're fully healthy now. But it does – you want to take pressure off those guys. So having a guy like Zeke that could be more of the short yardage, kind of maybe inside the 10 guy or, you know – first down guy, whatever it is. But I think, you know, for the right price, he might be somebody that I would think about calling. It would have to be veteran minimum. Yeah. yeah. If, if it's veteran minimum with some incentives built in, like, like I, yeah, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't go out of my way to sign him either. But again, like if yeah. we got him, I wouldn't be like, Oh, this is a fucking stupid, you know, waste of money. Like, I just don't think it's uh it's not necessary, but again, we're at a point where we can actually make luxury signings, which is, you know, weird for us. Yeah, but. Whatever we do at this point, whoever we sign, I'm going to be like, all right, cool. It's just yeah. more, more, more players, like more, you know, it's, and it's just more options going into camp to come out with the best possible team. Um, it's not like you're signing him instead of somebody else that you needed or whatever. Like we're just not, right. we're at the, we're past that point. Like, so any, that's why, like, I was so confused about the Mustafa thing, why people were getting gay, like, tweeting about it at all who why do you care did, like, did we even see what the structure was like well i mean his structure it's a minimum be- contract huh it, it's, it was like a one-year minimum deal it's gonna yeah, count like it's it gonna count like six hundred thousand dollars against the cap or probably, if he's if he sucks in camp it's probably easy out too like just like it's yeah. yeah. body dumps on yeah i mean that's all it really was um i do find it funny that we might have an old takes exposed on will too coming up soon uh last episode he pretty vehemently guaranteed that one of houston or peters would be back and I'm not sure that's going to happen anymore. No, I still think that one of them will be back. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see Peter sell uh, Vegas. That that kind of makes sense, him being a West Coast guy. And apparently Houston has a ton of interest. So I, I would say, you know, I'm not throwing money at either one of those guys. So, like, have fun elsewhere if somebody's going to pay you. Well, I don't think – so Peter's today, there was uh, – I don't know if it was a Raiders yeah, reporter Vic or something said, like – don't don't he said like don't rush out and buy any Marcus Peters jersey. So like the what I yeah, what I they that. said on the lounge was basically like Marcus Peters. It may just be that the Ravens were like go ahead you know check the market report back and then if if whatever your your market price is is in line with what we're willing to pay them we'll resign you. Which I'd be okay with. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, I love you know man. oh that's what uh, that's what coked up dumbass said was that. Uh, Marcus Peters wasn't coming back because he fought with Harbaugh on the sideline. Yeah, oh yeah, that's that, fucking so stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, he yelled at Harbaugh on the sideline, so we all knew he was gone. That so happened in like that? fucking week five or something. That happened early in the season. Yeah, no, but again, like if you yell at Harbaugh, you're you're not coming back because it was, was week four. Game. Oh, it was against the Bills, week four. Yeah, because yeah. I, I was at that game. I think it was the Bills game because I I saw him walk, Marcus Peters walking away. Yeah, yeah it was because uh, it was when we went for it on that fourth down. Yeah. Instead of uh, kicking the field goal. So, yeah. So another thing recently, the schedule. Will had it 100% right ahead of time. Just, just for the record. Correct. But I didn't, didn't, anyone, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want anyone. I didn't want anyone, you know, making any travel plans early. But those de- those I just gave, I gave, every, year, I gave everyone a taste of what I knew. It was dead on. I told everyone that we were going to open up at home with uh, the Texans. Yep, I tweeted Which that I very like early. That for opener. 
Yeah. Yeah. Stroud's first game. Welcome to the NFL. Yeah. Also, welcome like, to the NFL. David John was going to put first, you on your back ten times. I, I also like that we have three of our first five games on the road against the AFC North, so we get that out of the way. So then we yeah. are, we're not going on, you know, a division on the road the rest of the way. Yeah, I like it yeah, too. They, it's it's a lot. Awful. It's a lot of travel. I think it's like twenty five thousand yeah. miles round trip air. I mean, now that gets inflated because we're going to uh, London. London. Um, but Tottenham Stadium. We have five primetime games, right? Mm-hmm. We have four yeah. primetime games. Well, three London, of them are on the road. London, uh, London. I think, like for all intents and purposes, is, okay. is a is a prime time because it is it's a uh, you know unopposed nationally broadcast game. Nine. So I like that personally. Great way to the start only, Sunday. Yeah, and I think it's the the travel part is funny too because I think last year we had the least amount of miles traveled. Well, the NFL yeah, team. And, and you know what? A lot of people talk about 2019 is like you know everyone wants that to be like we want to do that again not only did we have the most balanced offense in the history of the nfl we had our our uh we averaged over 200 yards on the ground and in the air uh for the for the entire season but we had the most balanced schedule we went home road home road the entire season yeah. um and i think our our bye week was like week 9 or something like that so it was like pr- a, literally like a perfectly balanced schedule which th- that that is a huge Huge advantage, huge advantage. Yeah. But and this year's not. It's very like it, you know, it's all over the place. But I still, I do like the design of it. And our buy is week thirteen. So assuming we do what we have been doing the past few years and go into like week twelve, work week thirteen with a, a really good record. We've been at like eight and four this year. And both years, eight and four, both years going into week thirteen. So if we go into week thirteen, eight and four, and come out of that buy, um, you know, with four four weeks left five weeks left, five games left. I'd like that. I think we're in a good spot there, assuming we're healthy. And and then, you know, that, that late buy gives a lot of guys who have like ding, ding up, you know, like a, some, just like a soft tissue injury that they're, they're trying to get right or whatever. That's a nice time of year for that. I think so. Um, yeah. It's a nice little built in break for those. Uh, you know, again, you get your ass kicked for three hours every Sunday Yeah, and having that break later in the year is always nice. I'm sure. Well, yeah. Christmas Day and New Year's Eve is pretty brutal. Yeah. We did that last year, though, didn't we? Didn't we play Christmas Day and New Year's Eve last year? We played Christmas Eve last year. That was on, that was that Saturday, if I remember right. Sunday, they had the Falcons. Yeah. 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 Christmas Day last year, I think they had that fucking, that was that Nickelodeon game, Bongos and Rams, where Patrick Starr went viral because he made fun of Russell Wilson. Or not, voice actor or whatever. I'm looking forward to that, um, that Lions home game. Right after we get back from London. That's mm-hmm. an interesting one. The cool thing about like the bye too coming up this year, it also felt like that Chargers game follows the Thursday night game. So you get the few days rest after that. Then after that Chargers game, you go off, you get the bye. So it's extra, extra rest. So yeah. And isn't the Chargers cool. game a Monday night? It's yeah. a Sunday no, night. Sunday night. Sunday night. Okay. Sunday, Sunday night. night. Yeah. So it's Thursday to Sunday night. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yep. So it's like, yeah, we get. Yeah, we get a ten day break. Not a ten day break for them, but you know, they get like four days to 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 rest up and then regular week, play the game Sunday night, and then they get a bye. And that and that's that's the exact time of year, both years also, that Lamar has been banged up. So, you know, that's a good time for him to get a recharge, I think, on those legs. And it'll be the yeah, last I mean, time they play on artificial turf through the, the entirety of that regular season once they finish up with the Chargers. Jake, I like your homework that you did here. Yeah, I want to do after once I found out the Titans game was going to be in London. I was because I knew they used turf at the regular stadium, 
So I was kind of curious about that. I guess Tottenham Hotspur Stadium is like a hybrid, like part grass, part turf. It's some weird shit. That's what the Bengals have too. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's the same thing. It's three games. It's an interesting. Yeah. Oh, of course. Because God save the queen as she's getting railed by. If you eat beans in weird ways, then uh, you you use a hybrid turf. Yeah. Beans and beans, beans, tea, and hybrid turf. That's what. uh, I think do. it was the UK Ravens Twitter. They said like something about like when they found everybody found out the games were in London, the, the questions people were asking them, and somebody's like, Do y'all really <laughs> eat beans for breakfast? It was like, Do y'all eat said, Do y'all eat beans on toast for breakfast? I mean, I think that's yeah, a valid question to ask. That's disgusting. Again, there is a reason why we won in 1776, <laughs> and it's because of these disgusting habits that these fucking British fucks have. So they all had scurvy. Yeah. And fucking, you know, worship your incest family and eat beans on toast for breakfast. Like you're not going to win any wars that way. It's just well, yeah, why, do you think, why do you think the royal family all looks like hills have ice because they yeah. have too much, too many family trees and tree branches <laughs> intertwining with one another. The the Bengals are literally following the this the example set by the royal family. They're like, hey man, cousin fucking looks cool. I'm gonna do the same thing, but instead <laughs> of eating beans, I'm eating chili spaghetti. <laughs> That's yeah. that was that conversation. Yeah, they do chili on spaghetti. You know, British people do beans on toast. They're both fucking weird, and nobody likes them. So, if you mixed the all that together, you get kind of a traditional chili. Yeah, yeah kind of. But, you know, they they got to be weird and separate things out, and you know, try to be different. It just doesn't. Not doesn't the spaghetti work. part. That just has no place in it for yeah. any reason. And I feel like that's just like cheap. It's like cheap, and they're like, "Oh, we could do this." And that's the thing. That's most insulting. Like. Silly spaghetti sounds like one of those dishes where it's like, oh man, I got five bucks left. I can't go out and go get, actually make pasta sauce. But I got sketty noodles and I got a can of, I don't know, cornmeal chili. Fuck it, man. I'm going to make it work. Calling yeah. that your regional dish is such an insult on the culinary, of just of culinary foods. Like, Jake, these are not, these dish. are not, these are not people of high class or high intelligence. I think like, that's the issue. No, 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 not at all. But especially making that your regional dish is like, you're fucked off, dude. Go fucking get a, get a second job and start fucking, I don't know, growing tomatoes. I know that doesn't grow well out there, but you can build a greenhouse, damn it. Fucking grow <laughs> well, your you know, goddamn you got fucking You got fucking Zim controlling all the farmland out there, so he doesn't let them grow crops. Oh, and then you get, Yeah, and then if you go outside your house at a certain time, Joe Mixon might shoot you, so. They're like, yeah, they're like, it. hey, bro, what's in the cabinet? Like, I mean, we got some angel hair and we got some man witch. Fuck it. Let's make some chili. Yeah. Fuck angel hair pasta. Isn't that what they uh, serve Skyline on mm, The one time I had it, it didn't seem that thin. It, it felt more like closer to spaghetti noodles. If it was angel hair, I would call it the worst dish ever fucking made. It's like, oh yeah, I got this fucking spaghetti noodles. Oh, what's on top of it? Oh, it looks like someone just took a shit. Maybe had too much Del Taco beforehand and spread their butt cheeks and shot all of her spaghetti. Oh, it doesn't, so, stu- it doesn't taste prior, good. Prior to trying Skyline. Tea. Prior to trying Skyline Chili, Jake didn't have any of this pop culture knowledge about SpongeBob and shit that he had before. It yeah, just like no, you know, I, no, I still had that. Yeah, no, I definitely it, it still had that. I didn't have the I didn't have the requisite knowledge of the back the fucking hillside dealings that those incest fucks have in Cincinnati before being subjected to Skyline Chili. So that's why they're contemptuous cunts. So just just to point this out, Jake has eaten Skyline chili and survived, but Brian is still afraid to jump in the inner harbor. Doesn't yeah, Brian jumping in the fucking water. It's 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 summertime already. Dude. It can't be. It's, he's still he's still riding this lie that he did it. 
Yeah, because some fucking drunk guy got tossed in the harbor. And like uh, they, so, you know, it was, it was a blurry enough picture where you could claim it was him. It's that. This is going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to fucking come out there for a game. It'll either be the Rams or it'll be the Browns. I'm going to find Brian. And when I find him, he's going in that fucking harbor. I'll take I'm his phone out. I'm I'll take his phone out. So factor. he's, that's right. I'll take his phone out just so he's not screwed and has to get like water pumped out of there. I'll at least do him the courtesy of that. You're going in that fucking harbor. I don't even know you. But you know what? You're fucking going in there, damn it. That's so a I bet. think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna lure him to Cheesecake Factory. And then you can just be waiting outside and just fucking spear him in the water. I'm with it. I'm a yeah, thousand I think, percent I think with that's it. gotta be the move. Because you know, if shit goes south again this year, it's hundred percent his fault. Like there's no you know, he's just put bad mojo on the franchise by not jumping in the inner harbor. So I feel I feel like we I, have to uh take matters into our own hand at that point. That's right. So more of the story today, kids. Fuck the Bengals. Follow your bet. Follow through on your bets. And fuck the queen. And fuck motherfuck the queen. She's dead. Anyway, that's right. No, there's right. a new queen. There's a new queen. There's, uh, this is, yeah, it's like a, it's like video drill. <laughs> Some bullshit like that. It's like a fucking never-ending cycle. Fuck the queen. Here comes the new queen. Fuck her too. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's installment. We'll be back next week to discuss this, that, and the other. Maybe one of these cats will watch Wonder Shows and maybe we'll talk about music and future and why he's bad. But meanwhile, it's bigger. Hey, I mean, one of us has to have a, a nuanced culture taste in hip hop. I'm, I'm just saying. Future is not one yeah, of those. Yeah, that's me. That's me. And that's fake. Oh. That's fake news. That's I'm the culture. I'm, I'm the cultured, cultured one in this podcast. Now, Listen to futures like Egan eating Burger King and calling that a gourmet burger. That's what I'm saying. What's it? What's wrong with Burger King besides those fucking cringy ass commercials? You get your you get your come ups and everything, but you're not eating that high quality gourmet burger. That's the thing. You're just lying to yourself at that point. It has its place, know. but it's not yeah. what it's not what's being made out. Future has its place in society too. You're just you're just standard. That's, a- that's why it's not culture. That's like it's it's garbage shit. Garbage from the cheese type of hip hop. <laughs> but anyway, it's time for me to die. Zone, zone thirty-two, thirty-two.